0: Well, the week one jitters, and obviously we talked last week, Coach, about uh, you're going to have a lot of last first times this year and and dealing with some adversity early on, obviously with
1: the weather, your overall assessment of the road trip to Temple. I'll tell you what, Joe, I I could not have been happier with the way that our football team uh, handled this uh, first game. The veteran presence was unbelievable. The coaching staff was so on point. The travel, the maturity of our kids, that all of our 75% that are inexperienced, uh, the 25% that are experienced modeled. If a, if a high school football team could be professional as far as acting in a professional manner, our kids did. Overall, uh, I was very pleased.
0: You look at the way you were able to run the ball. And I started to think about all of the great running backs that you've had in your tenure, especially here at Westlake and especially last year. And I'm trying to remember the last time that the Westlake Chaparrales under your direction went old school and ran one guy 25 times. And that really speaks to how well you trust Hunter Hanault in his first year back on the varsity after dealing with some adversity and injuries and whatnot. But also it speaks to the level of play of your offensive line where you basically took what you could get.
1: When you're a RPO team a run pass option team like we are, Uh, if the box dictates where the the ball's going to be handed out. Kay did a great job of handing it when it needed to be handed, throwing it when it needed to be throwing it. And then, yes, our offensive line uh, is veteran. And then Hunter, you know, I'll do that as a play caller if a guy is hitting the holes and being physical uh, and being brave the way that Hunter Henault was on his opening night. You know, he averaged 4.7 yards a carry. He broke off, I think his longest run was 20, but he didn't lose yardage. He only had one negative yardage, and that was more of a play call on my part than it was on him. Probably the highlight of the night for me is to see how well we ran the football, and not that it surprises me from our offensive line standpoint. This is what we'd hoped when, when I sat down and allowed Hunter to come back on our team. Uh, he's been a running back. He was the running back of this class when they were seventh graders, eighth graders, ninth graders. A lot of people think that he's just, you know, uh, some kid that came off the baseball diamond or some kid that played a linebacker as a sophomore. He was a running back, and he's always been a running back and except for his sophomore year, and he was too good of a player not to be a linebacker, outside linebacker for us because at that time we we still had Zane Miners and we had Gray act for. Him. That was a pleasant surprise. Another pleasant surprise is the ability to play
0: everybody, and I know that that is something that it's not on the goal board, but it's certainly on your goal board as a coach to be able to get an opportunity to get some much needed reps, and you saw that in the second half. What did you see from some of those guys in the twos and the threes and and down the roster as far as being able to get their first action in the very first game against Temple?
1: When we did put our twos and threes in, they didn't really play up to the, their capabilities, that's so unlike what we've been in the past, you know, where a, the twos and threes come in and preserve a, a shutout, or the twos and threes come in offensively and don't you know, allow the goal board to go down. We we really uh, need to improve in that area because the depth is very, very important. Our two three and outs happened when, you know, after the ones went out and our, you know, two drive stop by penalty happened when the ones went out and the ADR touchdown run came when the ones went. So we've got to be better there. Now, as far as the fact that they, they all got to play, boy, fired up. They all got to understand it's not a given. You know, if you go in to play the game, you got to play well. You don't just get to go in uh, just because. You talk about this in quarterback club, that goal board, it's almost
0: like that invisible extra coach. It's almost like that invisible administrator, if you will, that kind of hangs over the program. You said something about your halftime speech that really speaks to how the plan goes when you're up 31 to three at halftime and how you don't look at the score, you look to the goal board and it's a way to keep everybody motivated and everybody in sync.
1: Throughout all the years that we've been a part of this, well over 20 years this goal board system it always has been a a reminder at halftime we could be getting beat beat at halftime and our kids are are nervous and they're uh, anxious because we're behind hey let's stay in the moment let's get right back let's get do the things that are going to get us back in the game obviously the other night we were up 31 to 3 well guess what i don't want to, to lower the bar the second half when we kicked off to them our outstanding senior kicker kicked it back out of the end zone again. So therefore we got that goal. Then our defense forced a three and out. Then our offense scored on the first possession, of the second half. Guess what? That's all three things. Now I think anybody in America that knew anything about football would tell you that those are three factors that will help you win football games, playing great special teams, getting three and outs and scoring on the first possession. So that's right where we went back to the last two years teams, our back-to-back state championship teams uh, have, completely immerse themselves in our goal boards and not only listen to what I'm saying and go, okay, yeah, that's important, but they lived it and they understand. And that's what we've got to get this team to do
0: also. So we talked last week about the good, bad, and the ugly. And uh, we obviously know there's good, bad, and ugly with uh, every game. The ugly, I think, comes in this week. When you talk about Eulish Trinity and at the end of the broadcast, Coach, I have a personal wanted list when it comes to high-power 6A programs. And right now, it's kind of my own opponent goal board, if you will. Katie, check. Judson, check. Allen, check. Southlake Carroll, check. But there's one team that's on that wanted list, that mm. on that wanted poster, and that's Euless Trinity, and that's the ugly. They come down mm. and uh, probably one of the bigger defenses we will see all year and definitely some of the biggest offensive linemen we'll see Talk about your overall assessment of Coach Jensen's squad coming out of that win of Arlington-Martin.
1: I competed against them 14 years ago in front of 55,000 people at Texas Stadium. We were the number one team in the state. They're the number two. This year, we're the number one. They're the number six. Their football team does not look a whole lot different than their football team did in 2006. To be honest with you, my football team right now doesn't look a whole lot different than my team did at South Lake Carroll at the time. Very, very similar a situation. It was an absolute bar fight. And, and those kids that we had that, that night, uh, we told just like I've told our kids all week long, guys, if you embrace the physicality of this game, you know, if you, if you think of yourself as being a tough guy, if you think of yourself as being someone who can be brave, let's let's bring all that to the field on Friday night because that's those are the things it'll take. And then on top of it, they're just an outstanding program. Chris Jensen is a dear friend of mine. We've known each other a long time. Uh, he's worked my quarterback wide receiver camp back when we were in the Dallas-Fort Worth area together. He was a long-time offensive coordinator at Trinity before becoming the head coach. They're a bunch of big human beings that line up and play physical football. We are uh, looking forward to the challenge, and it is – You know, I don't know how how educated our fan base is on this, but this is no doubt a year in, year out top five program every year. When I know when it comes to safety play and it comes to
0: corner play, you look at some of the strengths that you have and the physicality of your wide receivers against the physical nature and the speed of Trinity's defensive backfield. You look at JVS Lyons, Daniel Munoz, Mm -hmm. Jacob Schaefer. To start, your assessment of them on film.
1: Schaefer, hugely impressive. Returning first-team all-district player from last year, long 6'2", 190 pounds. Both corners, they look like uh, sprinters. Uh, Munoz, very solid tackler. Traditionally, they 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 base out of a quarters look. They'll When we're in our three-by-one set, they'll run what we call a four-trace. I would expect possible double-teaming of, of our number nine. The one thing that we were able to do last week, Joe, is we were able to spread the ball around. We had production from our X receiver, both slot receivers. We had a little bit of production from our Z. We had some production from our quarterback running the ball. We had production from the running back running the ball man, that just does my heart good, you know, and that's where that's where we've got to stay. You know, it wasn't a night that you go, it felt like a night of about 600 yards of total offense, but we were playing on a short field a lot of the time. This is going to be one of those games, though, uh, Joe. Our kids are going to have to understand, don't expect a 31-3 halftime score. This is one of those games, if you win by one point, you better just be just thankful as all get out.
0: I like the analogy
1: of a bar fight.
0: It's a knockdown drag out. And I think we've talked about the theory behind scheduling. We all understand it. We don't even talk about team identity until we get well into the the district season, Coach. But one thing I know that will be a key for you, and you can expand on this, you'll know more about your football team. You know some about what they can do in a game situation because of last week. But this week, you're going to understand what your team's made of. What is the message to the team in that regard where you say, hey, look, what kind of a... I mean, do you just pose the question outright? What kind of
1: football team do you want to be? You pose the question of this. And we we do this all the time. On Saturday morning, when we look at this video, uh, are you willing to have your teammates see you being soft? Are you willing to have your teammates see you having a lack of courage? And I hope the answer would be no, because that's that's what it's going to take. Our defensive line is going to have to get in there and play with great pad level. We're going to have to be great tacklers. Our offense in general is going to have to stay on the field. The one thing about Trinity, you can't let them be the team that, that just every time they have the ball, they keep the ball for 11 plays. And whether they score or not, you just never get the ball. Right now, I think I know what I'm going to get, but they. it's kind of one of those deals that's going to be show me. Don't tell me. Making a move to Ollie Gordon as a quarterback is something that Trinity
0: has done to be more athletic. Describe mm-hmm. what you think of him just at, from a quarterback's coach perspective.
1: You know, Ollie's not a whole lot different than than any of their other quarterbacks through the years. Very athletic. You know, the ability to throw the ball, but they've always had a, a quarterback that's going to run the ball also. Doesn't really surprise me that Chris did this. Ollie Gordon is not a guy that they're just taking said, okay, he's a great running back, great athlete. Let's Now let's put him at quarterback. He's been a quarterback. This guy has been a quarterback, so he can throw the ball. But the best thing he does is run it. And he's, you know, he's 6'2", 210 pounds. And going to Oklahoma State, make no bones about it, we have to stop the run. And we have to be able to minimize the pass. We talked as a staff, if they beat us throwing the football, you know, on pinpoint accuracy down the field throws, then you know what? We're going to shake their hands, tip our hat to them. We got to stop the run. We talked a lot about where
0: you're experienced, where you're not. Now with one game underneath them, The defensive line for Westlake and the offensive front, giant, enormous human beings. What's the one thing that stands out about Trinity's offensive line as as you've seen on film? Their two
1: guards are, are 400 pounds apiece. They're 399 pounds. They want to get behind those people and run behind them. And they're veteran. They're all five back from last year. They all played. You know, When they rushed for 400 yards against Allen, this was the offensive line that they did it with. And this was the running back they did it with. As, as the head coach of the Westlake Chaparrals, I just love the, the challenge. It's a great matchup.
0: It's a wonderful night. For our standards, Coach, this is one of those nights that you look across the state of Texas and go, we didn't get a chance to do this last year because of COVID. Maybe we took matchups like this and, and non-district schedules for granted, but this year we remember how much we missed big-time matchups like this. The mood on Friday night, it has been different in 2020, and now in 2021 – You're going to have the spirit line. We're close to a sellout. We know that Trinity is going to travel. As the guy that's going to go into his last first home game and be on the field that's named after family and to play in front of this community once again with a full boat, what does that mean to you as you roll into this matchup with Trinity?
1: This whole eight-year journey has been meant so much to to my wife Elizabeth and I. It was something that we always wanted to have happen. Joe, I'm just every single day i wake up i just want to milk it for all it's worth you know i'm i'm having the time of my life right now i love these coaches these young coaches I, I i enjoy helping mentor coaches as much as i do players nowadays these this this senior class you know their care factor is so high i mean they're goofy old high school kids just like they all are but man when they step on the field they know how to turn it on and turn it off And that's kind of way I I, I like a team to be. Hey, we're going to have fun with each other. We're going to be a giggle a little bit and have fun. But we're also going to be men enough to know when it's time to go back to work. That's one of the, the things about this bunch of kids right now that I love. Hey, when it's time to play, we play. When it's time to work, we work. Coach, as always, thanks for the time and good luck. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate you.